Wait a minute, I hear something. everybody what you doing it's rick again we're back with another episode of dr movie where we talk about movies while we drive cars back and forth to work and uh got a fun one for you here we're going all the way back to 1981 and we're going to talk about hell night um this is a movie that i think it just kind of broke even when it came out it didn't do so hot uh, I think it did well with the VHS boom. It kind of got picked up and was watched a lot at that point. That's kind of where I remember this one coming from. And there's a lot of people that are big fans of this movie. It's It's got kind of a cult following now. And uh, we'll, we'll try to dig into why. But uh, 1981 horror thriller, Hell Night. Um, from director Tom DeSimone, or or DeSimone, De Tom DeSimone, who made some um, lower-tier movies such as Prison Girls. Hey, he made Reform School Girls. Um, that's kind of an iconic movie on its own, too. But you, if you, if you know that movie, you kind of know what you're getting here. He made uh, The Concrete Jungle in 82. He made Angel 3, the final chapter. So you got... Of Angel, Angel, and Avenging Angel, and uh, Angel Three. So he made the sequel to those kind of low-budget uh, movies there for you. Um, hold on, I'm having to make a sharp turn here. All right, whoa, and the sun popped out. So what do we got here? Let's look at our synopsis. It says. Fraternity and sorority pledges ignore rumors and spend the night in a mansion haunted by victims of a family massacre. Pretty straightforward, right? Maybe that's the beauty of this movie. There's, there's something about the simplicity of the 80s movies that I really miss now. Because we get so bogged down with detail and trying to explain everything. And back then it's like, look, people spend the night in the house and it's supposed to be a haunted house and bad things happen in it. Bang, there's your story, right? Uh, kids go to a, a summer camp and somebody's killing them. Bang, there you go, right? I mean, it's, I, I kind of miss that simplicity. Yeah, you get backstory and you get, you know, a reason why, but it doesn't drag on and you get clues throughout the movie. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a five-minute piece of dialogue that gives you everything you need to go, and then you just roll from there. Kind of missed that. Uh, let's look at some why to watch. Well, we got three words for you. Thrilling, violent, and terrifying. Uh, is it thrilling? I don't know. Is it violent? Well, for 81, maybe. Is it terrifying? Matters who you are. Let's see. It's short, simple, and remarkably eerie with a gothic horror tone that fits just right. Well, maybe. Uh, I do like that it's short and simple, right? Again, uh, 
remarkable eerie uh, yeah, I don't know it's a haunted house movie this was a hoot great setting fun premise lovely cinematography some halfway decent jump scares too yeah I mean I'll give it that it, it, it is fun Overall, this movie completes the horror formula with jump scares, intense story, and epic kill scenes. It does have a few cool scenes in it, right? I will give it that. So who do we got in this movie? Well, this is the, I don't want to say the resurgence, but it's a movie that I remember seeing Linda Blair kind of coming back out and kickstarting or re-kickstarting the career, right? Here's the amazing thing about this movie. Coming from a guy that makes some, I don't want to say slutty. I'm trying to avoid the word slutty because I don't necessarily think the movies are slutty. But for a movie that are this kind of down on that level, there's, there's no nudity in this. Even though there's a whole lot of sexual, I don't know what the word is. Uh, actions there's not any nudity and I, I tell you that's pretty surprising and I wonder what the decision was on that well one probably people wouldn't you know they wouldn't agree to do it in the nudity um, but surprisingly you know it's it's one thing for Linda Blair to show off a little bit of her body whatever I mean that's that's not a big shock to us but the fact of there's nobody really naked in this movie is really a shock for something to come out in 81 of, of this caliber and I, I, I kind of have to give the golf clap for that right good job my friend now a lot of people might be disappointed and you know maybe I'm a little disappointed but at the same time you kind of have to go okay you're, you're not trying to go there you're trying to make more of a legit film um but yeah, the only person I really know to talk about is Linda Blair in this. The other people, I don't really know. Let's see who Suki Gordon is, because she's the one that is playing kind of the, the loose cannon here who's you know willing to do anything with whoever. I don't see like any list of movies or anything that she's in here. Here we go. Let's see what we got. She was in Voyagers. Wow. The TV show Voyagers. Well, there you go. How about that? I just learned something. And when, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her in that now. I, I, that was that thing, right? You're watching it, and you're like, man, I know I know this person from, from something. Well, there you go. I figured it out. I didn't really figure it out, I mean, but I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, we do have Vince... Van Patten in this. So, Dick Van Patten's son, I believe? Uh, oh, he's a was a f former professional tennis player and commentator for a World Poker Tour. Uh, his parents is yep, Dick Van Patten. So there you go. Okay. So that's enough people to talk about, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the story is very self-explanatory the the sorority and the fraternity they're getting the pledges together and in order to earn your spot to be initiated you've got to go spend the night in this big haunted mansion that is you know luckily located 
close to where the fraternities and everything are, like, close to the campus or whatever. So it's kind of like that thing of, okay, <clears throat> how do you get permission to even walk on the property? But anywho, that's the story, and we're sticking to it. But yeah, they uh, they team up two guys and two girls. Uh-oh, I got the popo coming through. Y'all hear that? There he goes. All right. He was kind of in a hurry. I'm waiting for the traffic to go. I guess I'm going. Nobody else is going to go. Sorry about that, folks. That's the part of real life that happens when you're doing a podcast on the road. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. Um, but they walk him to the house, and then they've got all these people there, right? Because it's a big initiation thing. And then he gives the spill of the story of the crazy guy that lived there with his family. And they had kids that were, you know, born deformed and all these weird things and one day he snaps and shoots everybody in the family and then he hangs himself and it all happened in this house and the house is supposedly haunted and you have to stay in there for six hours and i'm going six hours really it'd be different if you you know had to stay there a couple of days but six hours sorry i i i still think i could do that even even if crazy stuff is happening in the house i still think i could do six hours just saying well, it's the typical thing of what you expect, right? Where you get two guys, two girls. One girl is kind of loose, interested in the in the other guy. So they kind of run off. They find a room that they can kind of do their shenanigans in. And Linda Blair's hanging out with this other guy, and she's a little cold-collared. He comes from money, but he doesn't act like he comes from money. So you kind of get that whole spill of character building. But while that's going on, and they're trying to stay stay the night in this place, and he's trying to make advances to her, and she's like, nope, not going to happen. Um, our leaders of the sorority and the fraternity, they have rigged the house with speakers and maybe video, you know, video optics and things like this to scare these people and make them run out, right? And they even dress up in costumes and try to run through the house and scare them and all this stuff. But, you know, and here's the thing. You don't know if they've done this before. I guess we're trying to assume that they haven't. And they've gone and pre-wired the house and all this stuff and got all this stuff done for this one night. Well, it would seem like to me if you're going in the house and you're running wires to where you can do speakers on the walls and stuff, you would see something peculiar if anything was going on in that house. But they don't. But while Linda Blair and all them people are there, weird things start happening. Like, you know, at first they're trying to do the speakers and stuff to scare them. But the problem is, is all the people that are outside that's pushing the buttons and putting on the mask and stuff, they start getting knocked off one by one. And so you're trying to figure out what's going on and it kind of runs from there and what you end up with is there was a son who uh lived after the dad did all the massacre stuff i'm i'm just assuming because he's a great big kind of mongoloid looking dude Uh, think of think of jason Voorhees just without a mask it's 
kind of what we're going with here. He's he's, but he's more like a kind of a cave dweller guy. He stays out of the sunlight. He's real pale, but he's he's kind of dressed like if if Jason and Michael Myers had a a baby. He's kind of got that kind of stature, and uh, you know, he's breaking people's necks and you know stabbing people with stuff and you know there's there's fun to be had here right takes a little while to get there again this is 81 so we're not used to somebody getting killed every 10 minutes like we are now but uh, at the same time the simplicity of this is what makes it work and I think some of the kills are really good um, we do have one scene where the other couple is in the bedroom the, the guy gets up goes to the restroom and he comes back and the, the sheets are, you know, the covers are kind of piled up on the bed and he feels something under there and he pulls the cover back and it's the girl's head, right? So this thing's done come in there and ripped her head off. Now, one thing I do like about this one is you get to a point to where they're like, well, it's, it's fight or flight, right? And in most cases, it's flight. But they've kind of got the mindset of, hey, we've got to take care of this problem. Matter of fact, the other guy, the guy was with the girl that got her head ripped off, he actually jumps the fence, which is, or it's, it's a huge gate, right? Which is chained, closed, and they can't get out. And uh, he jumps the fence and goes to the sheriff's, or the police station. And, and they're like, oh, you're part of that bunch. You're always stirring up trouble, so they think it's some kind of prank. He ends up going in another room and finding a shotgun and comes back with the shotgun and uh, tries to help out because nobody else will. Matter of fact, he holds a, gun at, a guy at gunpoint and takes his car and the guy's like, I'll call the police. He said, do, and tell them I'm at old, you know, Frankenfurter's, you know, mansion or whatever the guy's name was. So, <laughs> getting my movies mixed up there. So, you know, you, you get that, that kind of thing going on and the whole time Linda Blair and this other guy are, you know, fending for themselves and it makes it work pretty well and I do like the uh, the narrowing escape right that you have here uh, I'll try not to ruin the ending for you but yeah uh, it, it's it's kind of a classic and it's one of those you almost think why has somebody not remade this or maybe they have, and I've just missed it. I don't know. You let me know on that. But uh, I like it. I think it's pretty good. It, and again, it's on Tubi. You can watch it for free. So uh, check it out. I mean, if you're a horror buff, surely you've seen this one. But if you haven't, just by chance, um, give it a shot. And it'll surprise you. It is definitely old school. It is 80s. And... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it works for me. So, you know, that's kind of how I like it. So if you're looking for some simplistic horror movie where you don't have to think about anything and just enjoy the craziness of 80s splatter, slasher stuff, give it a shot. I will give this a... Mm, I'll give it a 3 out of 5. It's right in the middle for me. So nothing groundbreaking, but not disappointing either it's just a it's a pretty solid entry into the the horror flick world so there you go folks uh hope you enjoyed this one 
Let me know if you have any other recommendations of something you'd like for me to cover on this show. I will be glad to do it. I can do it. All right, folks, we will check you later.